Treat. No, I said treat. Oh, okay. <laughs> Other than maybe by you. Have you called me a treat before? No. You're a treat. Okay. Oh, wow. There you go. Hello. <laughs> Lady's like, first of all, that's a male's voice. Second yeah. of all, he's getting a little too direct. Hey ladies, welcome back to the Woman Podcast. My name is Katie and Nikita is here with Hi, us. Hi ladies, welcome back. And we're your hosts today and we have a special treat, I guess. So we've really never had a guy on the Woman Podcast. What an honor. So this is Bethany and Amir Rostampour and they are pastors at our Conway campus and you guys pastor internship and serve and Bethany's very involved with Woman Conference and... What else? Y'all have like a lot of hats. What other hats? I feel like yeah. we do whatever you and Hunter need. Really, <laughs> that's that's my answer. When people, ask, yeah, and the church, yeah. Mm-hmm. But if here in Conway, yeah, uh, whatever we can do to help the team, yep, and come alongside. I think a passion, something the Lord spoke to me in my first couple years of ministry here, <clears throat> was really simply like I just basically want you to show up for other ministries. I don't know the word he used, championship games in a sense. Yeah. So I think mm-hmm. a passion of me and Bess, and really I think what ends up having internship, we just love to show up for other ministries in our houses, yeah. big things, if it's woman conference yes. or mm-hmm. we had a fall fest recently, you know. Yes. So I think that's a lot of, if you would sum up, what do we get to do and just love our team and get to serve under you guys? Yeah. Right. And if you attended woman conference, you know, there's always a man crew that is <laughs> hustling. 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 And, you know, taking out trash and setting up the after party and distributing gifts. And I mean, all things that we don't even know happen. And so Amir headed, headed, headed that up. First time. Yeah. For the first time. And that was. nailed it. You did a really amazing job. I received that. Thank you. You We had an army of men. They were incredible. Awesome. They were incredible. (laughs) Some awesome leaders too. So. So Amir is the first male voice on the women podcast. Hey ladies. (laughs) <laughs> and we just crossed over a really cool threshold. We hit 50,000 listens recently. That's wow. Amazing. Thank you, Lord. Awesome. Really and cool. yes. I just want to say there is someone in Latvia that listens every week, y'all. Shout out, Latvia. Shout out to you, wow. our Latvian person. That? That's Europe. amazing. Yeah, Europe. 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 Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I know. So there's probably a city in Arkansas called Latvia because we have a lot of, you know, small town, (laughs) Rome, Italy. No, we do London. We have all those places in Arkansas. No, no. (laughs) It's the country. I know the country for sure. Uh, Uh, So anyways, today we are at the time that this episode will air. It'll be the week of Thanksgiving 2022. And <clears throat> Bethany and Amir have walked through an incredible story of God's goodness over the past year and a half. Yeah, almost mm-hmm. a year, yeah. Year and yeah. A, yeah. yeah, it started in August, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and year. so it's a story that if you've been around New Life very long, you have probably heard bits and pieces of it, whether it was Amir speaking or Bethany sharing at some point. But we wanted to invite you guys on the podcast today to just share your story, what God has then in your life, it was it has not always been easy, but mm-hmm. it's a story of his faithfulness and mm-hmm. him walking with you through hardship. And so, um, yeah, who wants to kick us off? Where does it all begin? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, <laughs> jumping in, I can share a little bit of backstory. We have a three, almost three and a half year old son named Dax, mm-hmm. and 
Um, we conceived him very easily after a few years of marriage. So I naively was just like, oh, this is going to be easy. Like the word, this isn't, infertility won't be a struggle for us. Or So started trying for our second baby. And we actually had two back-to-back miscarriages in that process. They were very early losses, mm-hmm. but still losses for sure. So mm-hmm. then um, in 20. 20- 20 i guess right in 2020 no the end of 2020 we had the first miscarriage the beginning of 2021 we had the second miscarriage and then we got pregnant with kyler we got pregnant with kyler in june yes yeah so yeah because it's it's about around the same timeline as this baby girl so anyway so got pregnant with kyler in june after having two back-to-back miscarriages and um after having those losses just we were so thankful to have gotten pregnant and then to have made it out of the first trimester because both of our losses were so early. Most commonly lose a baby in that those first 12 weeks. So we were just really thankful to have made it out and just really, I went from just asking the Lord to celebrating like, God, you did it. We're going to, this baby's going to live like all, everything had been good up until that point. Um, but then unfortunately we went to an ultrasound appointment around 14 weeks where baby was big enough to actually get a better look at it him. It was earlier, baby. It was our first like regular ultrasound, right? 12 weeks. Yeah, I guess it was 12 weeks. Mm-hmm. Because we, we had some early ultrasounds. Yeah. We have a, just a great relationship with our doctor. He let us come in early because we had the two miscarriages mm-hmm. and they saw a heartbeat. Everything was good. Six, seven weeks, very early. Yeah, and then we went in for that first kind of ultrasound and... We went through the whole thing at the very end. He like stopped talking and just stared. And I think Beth said something like, is everything okay? And he said, well, and he said, I think I noticed some fluid, excess fluid on the brain, but I could be wrong. And he was very 50-50 like, I'm not sure, but I just want to be precautious. And we trust him. He's an amazing doctor. Mm -hmm. And so Beth was like, what does that mean? He's like, well, I want to refer you to like a specialist at UAMS, they have a way better machinery than us. You know, it's more advanced. You'll just see more. He said, but guys, I could not be seeing it. I could be totally wrong. Mm-hmm. So we were like, okay. And then they have, but it's like really unique. Like they reach out to UAMS, UAMS sends them some appointments. So it's like, hey, we won't know. It'll just be sometime in the next two to four weeks. So I think you enter a waiting game. Mm-hmm. And and I think what's important in our story is we just had two miscarriages too. Not that any of this was easy, but we were already like kind of on the on edge a little. And then in our first ultrasound, we think, you know, yeah. we think things are going to go well. It's still very early, of course, 12, but 13 weeks. Still, even at that point, I'm thinking worst case scenario, there's extra fluid on his brain. They may have to do a surgery after he's born, but he's going to live. You know, like we've made it out of the danger zone. Like w- I saw that fluttering heart. He's moving like we're we're good. And uh, we also had genetic testing done that came back clear. So um, we were very just hopeful and, like I said, um, just believing that the Lord was working a miracle. And he was. It was just a different miracle than we thought. But going into our UMS appointment where we got Kyler's diagnosis, I remember a few days before the Lord shared a picture with me of a newborn sleeping on a dad's chest and just said, like, Bethany, this is the position I want you to take going into this appointment. And if you think about that, like a newborn baby, it's the craziest thing. I remember I could take Dax into worship, like the loudest music, and he would just sleep as long as Mm -hmm. there was that closeness that he sensed Mm -hmm. of a parent. And I just feel like even then I didn't realize what the Lord was saying. Hey, we're about to walk through a war, but if you can just stay close Mm -hmm. to me and just rest, like this is the position I want you to take. So did not know it, but... UMS called us, went into this 14-week ultrasound, and still I'm, like, thinking they're going to get us out of here. You know, this is going to be a quick thing. 
the ultrasound tech comes in, does the ultrasound. Well, we remember first, not to jump ahead of you, sorry, we talked to, like, we go in this room, and we talked to the genetics lady, yes, and she's, like, yes. explaining stuff, and you just don't know what to expect. It's not at the hospital. They have this beautiful clinic in Little Rock, and uh, she's just kind of telling us and almost, like, preparing us, and she they haven't looked at ultrasound, so she doesn't know. She just looked at, I guess they sent our ultrasound, but she was just kind of preparing us, hey, this is what different things, we're going to be looking at this, we know it's fluid, and we're just, like, she's like, this is one lady, and then we meet another lady, and they're, like, so awesome, so mm-hmm. hospitable, so caring, but we're just kind of, like, and there's pictures on the wall of, like, on one side of the wall, these sweet uh, twins and triplets because they're high risk, but then over here, like, babies who you can tell, like, they were born, but they have some informants. I'm just, like, staring at the wall, like, oh, dear wow. Lord, like, and I'm not scared. I was just kind of like, I don't really know what's about to happen. Like, I just thought we we're going in for an ultrasound, right. and then we go in. It's not to interrupt you, babe. Sorry. No, we go no. in for ultra. Yeah. I just remember that room. It was just like a conference mm-hmm. room. Yeah. And we were just like in a pep talk. And I was like, okay. So Some of it, I think I blacked out. I'm like, I don't remember uh-huh. everything. Yeah. So we went into to get an ultrasound. They have sonographers, people who that's what, and they're awesome. But they have their machine is great. They have like a TV. Like mm-hmm. imagine a TV in your home is on the wall. So I'm not even looking at like the screen that's on a normal ultrasound. They have that. I'm more looking at the TV. Best looking at the TV. It's right in front of her. That's and they just nice. start going through. And, um, I don't think we could tell a lot of stuff. We could tell the fluid on the brain because when you look, it's just like a circle. Like you'll see a skull and black is like fluid in the thing. Well, his like brain was just really small. Mm -hmm. Like of that circle, it was like 10% was there a little mass. And where usually the brain fills the circle and there's a little bit of, of of black meaning fluid around it. So even when we were looking at that in our eye, we could tell like, oh, I yeah. get what he's looking at, but we don't know anything. You know, we're right. not doctors. We don't know. And even still then, I'm like, but look at his heart. <laughs> you know, he's doing great. Believe like, the best. Like, My really wife's a believe the best. He's like, come on, be it's bumping. Um, so anyways, then they, the ultrasound team left, and we were in left in that room for, for a while, a long time. And that, it wasn't until that moment that I was like, okay, they're, they're preparing to tell us something hard. Mm. Like we've been sitting like I bet, I bet minute. 30, 45 minutes because I think yeah. they're looking at it thoroughly. And she, and that woman goes through and she's very thorough, but she mm-hmm. has to be, but some things we would later find out she had a hard time finding mm-hmm. because of his. So like, you know, we just had a, a, a we've had healthier ultrasounds and it's like, it, it makes sense. So I remember even just waiting and I thought, mm-hmm. it's just hard for your thoughts not to start to run. Not, yeah. I mean, to anything, but we don't even know what, what to be fearful of. It's just mm-hmm. kind of like, we're just sitting in this room. It's dark because you do ultrasound there. There's like a little line. We're just like looking at each starving. other. I remember it, finally a nurse came in and brought me some peanut butter. She crackers. brought Beth a yeah. snack. Like, Thank you so this much. This nurse came in. <laughs> She's a little angel in the midst of all the, but anyway, so. Our doctor comes, the while. doctor on call comes in yeah. um, with a resident and we would later find out he's brilliant. So he always has a resident with him still mm-hmm. to this day when we go see him all through Kyler. He always had a resident. We were like meeting residents all the time. We became a case study. It was awesome. Oh. Uh, but they're, they're great too. And he, I just remember he sat down. Do you want me to tell this part? I don't know if you want to tell this part. You can. He did an ultrasound again. He said, here, I want to, I have a, what I think is a diagnosis for y'all, but I want to show you what I'm seeing. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. So he walked through some abnormalities in the placenta with us and then Kyler's brain. And he just basically said, hey, what this means <coughs> or what I can infer, we'll do a test note. to confirm is that he, Kyler has a rare genetic condition called triploidy. And um, what we know about triploidy is that no baby with it has ever lived. So he'll either, he was so kind, he said his heart will either stop beating within your womb or shortly after he's born if he does make it to full term. 
and was just, I don't really remember a lot about that. I know my head started spinning and I was like, what are you saying? I remember I was ugly crying in a mask and he told me I could take the mask off. Oh. <laughs> and I was so thankful. Ooh, yeah, the masks were tough <laughs> yes. when you're trying to. Yeah. Uh, right after 2020. But um, I, I don't remember a lot. Amir t- was so such a great husband and just started taking notes because you know they're like throwing out all these medical terms and all this but I will say I do know that moment the presence of God was in the room like it was like although it was one of the most painful moments there was just this like I don't know how to explain it the same way when we got to meet Kyler um at his birth there's just a tangible like almost heaviness to the room Mm -hmm. that also is matched with peace in a weird Mm. way and so um, our doctor was amazing. We knew, he said, you know, one of the options is termination. And I said, that wouldn't be an option for us. Um, we just believed that the Lord would give us the most amount of time he could. And he said, Hey, I'm going to do everything I can to give you the most amount of time that I can with this baby and supported us in that. And it was just from that moment, we really had a divine flow with our doctor and just believed that the mm-hmm. Lord sent him to us. And just the way that he was even on call that day, like, there's so much about that. that yeah, it was the Lord. Together. He was like the on-call doctor. There's like, or like partner, you know, because there's only, I think at the time, four mm-hmm. at UAMS who do high risk like this. He happened to be a believer. And we would later see a, a, another female doctor who was brilliant. She's a, she's an older woman, probably in her 60s, but uh, I don't know if she's a believer. But for us, it was just, you know, he even the way he talked to us after once we shared our worldview with him. Um, but it was just the Lord, a lot of little things. I, but I started taking notes because I don't know why I got really stressed Mm -hmm. and I could, you know, I I don't know if people have ever said this phrase, if you could hook me up to a TV, I could play that moment with you. He was sitting really close to Beth, the look on Beth's face. I'll never forget with a mask and Beth just starts weeping. And I was almost in shock and I don't know why all I think I could do is I pulled out my iPhone. I just started writing what he said and I still have this note of, of just the things, but yeah, triploidy, if anyone doesn't know, it's just basically means our son had three sets of chromosomes mm-hmm. where a normal human has two. And so what he told us is like, Hey, he's going to develop normally in some ways, but he'll develop abnormal in some ways. And like one of the things that had all already happened was with that brain. And it's, it has a whole long word. I can't even say it. I have an iPhone. No, but that's from the triploidy. Like mm-hmm. the brain was already not developing. Um, and then he was telling us about testing just to confirm it and stuff like that. But yeah, it was hard. And it was kind of like this uncertainty. He's like, Hey, you'll start to come back. And if you're going to keep the baby, but I don't know who your doctor will be. And we were just like, okay. And mm-hmm. I remember like he walked out and just looking at Beth and we just started crying. He's like, take your time you need. And, and just trying to comfort Beth because we were just, I think we were in shock. Like, yeah. I don't even know. And I do, I do, I do know the Lord. I sense something from the Lord for sure being there and just the timing of it, especially in hindsight, I think in the moment your emotions are so high, it's hard to kind of get a grip of anything that's going on. Mm -hmm. But I think even later that week, even later, as we look back, we could see God in it. But I remember, uh, I mean, there's a lot of significant stuff. When we were driving home, (laughs) you had those hard thoughts from the Lord. I think that's Mm -hmm. really important to share babies. I think it's just very real. Yeah. I will just be honest because I just went from this place of like, God, you have provided for us. We have this miracle baby to, wow, I'm about to walk through the hardest thing I've ever, never, ever would have imagined that I would have to experience. And so I remember we were driving down Interstate 40. I remember looking out the window and I was like, it's like I knew I needed to pray, but it was not the thing I wanted to do. And so I was just, the cry of my heart was, God, why have you forsaken me? Like, Mm -hmm. I just feel like I saw you and I saw your hand and it wasn't you and I feel abandoned. And then 
I was shortly, not in that moment, but a few hours later, I was just trying to connect with God. I was reminded of that picture he gave me that I told y'all a few days earlier of just him asking me to take that posture of like, you don't, I'm not asking you to do anything. I'm not asking you to be anything, but just to lean into me and just rest like that newborn Mm -hmm. baby, just lean into me and rest. So, and that was truly what the Lord did. I mean, he Mm -hmm. carried us when I say, Mm -hmm. I mean, there's so, I was telling them before, whoops, I was telling them before, there's so many different things we could share about this story because the way the Lord just walked with us through that moment, but through every moment after, through grieving and loving him, the way he spoke purpose. I mean, there's so much we could say, but ultimately we just, I remember in that moment, moment feeling like, God, why? Like, this is such a unique thing. The reason our genetic test came back clear before is because it doesn't even test for triploidy. Yeah, oh, wow. It's so oh, very wow. rare. It's it so happens rare. less than 1% of the time. They don't even put it on the test. Wow. Um, so just to show you, like, mm-hmm. it was like, I was like, God, this is so rare. Why? And now I'm being on the other side. I'm like, he was so special. Like you mm-hmm. gave us such a special baby and such a special story that you've entrusted us with. So he just really, he, the Lord was faithful to let me have the moments of like honest anger. Mm-hmm. Why are you abandoning me? But even meeting me even there. And yeah. I would just say whatever, um, wherever you're at listening, um, I know us coming up on the holidays, there can be a lot of different pain that people are walking through, mm-hmm. but just for you to know, there really is a gift in pain when you walk through it with Jesus, when you can press into him in the middle of this, this broken world where we're going to experience all kinds of different pain mm-hmm. from a lot of different ways. But when you walk through it with him, the way he will meet you there and reveal who he is, there's a gift in that. Mm-hmm. That really Even seeing a different side of God, <clears throat> like God's so big, right? And and as someone who has been through this, not to say this any kind of insensitively, um, you know, we there's scriptures we read and there's this thing, there's intimacy you can have with God on like so unique to those places. Mm-hmm. So it's like I would never wish that upon anyone mm-hmm. or you don't want anyone to ever go through a storm or a loss or grief anyways. But in that there's ways that you'll connect with God that I feel like it just wouldn't happen in another mm-hmm. ways. And we really got to experience that. Mm-hmm. I remember a, a, a cry of Beth's heart, you know, she was having some time with the Lord. And even, I think you should share some of those things, even shortly after God, Beth just has had an intimate relationship with God at a very, since a very young age. Mm-hmm. I didn't grow up in church. I got like saved in college. Not that to compare relationships is so different. She's been walking the Lord longer than me and um, God speaking to her. But I would just, Beth said something on the lines of, Hey, we either believe what's in this book like holding her, her Bible or said, or we don't. Um, and so it's like, okay, if we believe God, who, who God says he is. And I often have heard it said, like, if, if we can't find in scripture, like what to do and action stuff, and, uh, wisdom is to lean back on who is God, his mm-hmm. character. Right. Um, because you know, the Bible doesn't always speak very specifically about blank, but mm-hmm. it will talk about how we go through hard things and the mm-hmm. challenges with that, the pain, the grief. And, um, so, yeah, I think even for me, when we left that day, I didn't realize in time when we were walking out of the clinic, I'll never forget it. I heard a worship song like in my heart, in my mm-hmm. mind. I start. I remember where we were walking right by the check in bottom floor. and I started to hear the worship song. I raised a hallelujah in my head and I was almost like confused. I was like, mm-hmm. why? Why now? Lord, <laughs> I, I felt like in this place I was kind of in shock. <clears throat> so I wasn't really thinking anything. And then I started to hear that. 
And I would later find out through some of our pastors that the Lord started speaking to me like in a greater way through music, like songs. But for this, it was in that whole season, a worship song would come to my heart when I was feeling very overwhelmed Mm -hmm. or very discouraged or stuck or even hopeless, and it'd be like the song. So I would just turn on the song, or I'd think mm-hmm. about the song. So even when Beth is having this, why God do you forsake me <laughs> moment, we're driving like, I don't know if anything's on in the car, and I'm just driving, I'm just kind of trying to think about a worship song to think about the Lord, but I'm having a really hard time because I also feel in pain. And I know this is a woman podcast, but and, and maybe y'all will want to ask more into this, but I, I think for me early on, the whole time, but especially early on, it was hard because it's like, okay, I'm supposed to take care of my wife, but we're being told this is a rare thing that happens in the world. So there's no like playbook. And then, so then it's also like, but I'm supposed to take care of myself, but I don't even know how to start to take care of myself because I'm trying to be a good husband. Mm -hmm. And you know, like not, not just for marriage, but when you see someone you love in deep pain, it just kind of rocks you in a way that um, Mm -hmm. it's hard. Mm -hmm. It's super hard, whether it's your siblings or your parents or your grandparents or a best friend, you know, we have some best friends right now that are going through some stuffs, And um, I think that was really hard in the mm-hmm. beginning, trying to reconcile that within myself. Okay, I'm supposed to be here for my wife. Mm-hmm. And the Lord is so good, guys. Coincidentally, two months before I started going to therapy for the first time in my life, I'm a therapist on the side, but I started going <laughs> to therapy um, for some family stuff, some other mm-hmm. stuff. And then we got collar diagnosis after my second appointment. So like, Therapy was already going great, but it shifted and the Lord brought, you know, my therapist just as a support and even yeah. just helping me. Like I just said that, Hey, I, I, I know I need to walk through this for myself, but I also am trying to be here for my wife and my therapist. Again, not knowing what the best thing to do because it's so rare, just being someone in addition to our pastors, just to coach me and to wrestle with mm-hmm. me and to help me, but just God's goodness of like, yeah, I'm 35, year, 34 years old at the time, and I started therapy a month before we yes. get Kyler's yeah. appointment. So that is amazing. just a little from, like, some goodness in, yeah. on my side. But, yeah, I don't know if you all have any specific questions, well, thoughts. We said to, a lot. Yeah. No, I was just <laughs> about to ask. Uh, you you talked about how how unique it is that, and or how the Jesus meets you in the pain, and you talked about, you know, you hear worship songs. What are some other moments where you were kind of in the middle of, like, feeling that pain or grief or anger, whatever, whatever it was, what are some ways that the Lord showed up? Like, I know you said through, through worship, but what are some other ways where you're like, I know that Jesus is here in this moment with me? That's a good question. So good. (laughs) There's so much I can say. Yeah. List it off, man. People need to know. Testify. Oh, the Lord was so faithful. Really. Um, I don't know. I think the, for, the first thing that comes to mind for me is, so I was honest with y'all, I had that moment, God, why have you forsaken me? And then it kind of led into like a 10-day, like where I was kind of giving God the silent treatment, <laughs> to be honest. Okay. I don't know if y'all have ever that. been there. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you talk to me, Lord? Yes. Yeah. Like, people were coming over, bringing us meals. I was kind of in shock. I'm like trying to be a good mom to our mm-hmm. son, Dax, trying to, and I was just like, God, like I am just upset. Like I just... I felt crushed. I knew I needed him. I knew I believed in him. It wasn't like a, it was just like, I just don't have a lot to say to you right now, to be honest. And so finally, one morning, my 
two and a half year old at the time slept until nine a.m., which wow. just does not happen Hallelujah. ever Bless in our the house. Praise <laughs> God. It was about ten days after that diagnosis appointment. It maybe the only time he's ever done ever. That. It's I like mean, insane. literal miracle. And he's not guys. a crazy early morning kid, but <laughs> no, he's a seven a.m. riser though. But Faithful. that morning. Um, I had gotten up early. I think I had gotten up at 6.30. So I would, had allotted myself about 30 minutes just to spend time with God, which turned into two hours and 30 minutes. And the Lord just really met me there. And that was one of the first times I remember feeling like I heard from him. Mm-hmm. And I should have brought my journal and read some of the, read some well, of the that, things. I think that's when God spoke. You shared that woman, the familiar thing. Yes. I just, unfamiliar, familiar. And I would encourage you, whatever, like I said, if you're a listener that's experiencing anything hard, like for me to have these breakthrough moments with God, it was me trusting him through being honest. Like mm-hmm. I had to get in this place of like, God, I am mad at you. This is how I feel. This is why mm-hmm. this is hard. I feel like I can't connect with this baby because they're telling me he's all these different things. And like, I just had to get the ugly thoughts yeah, out. So and and yeah. there was even a, um, I remember in that being like, God, I don't even have language for the mm-hmm. things my heart are feeling right. Mm-hmm. is feeling right now. Like I don't even, but I'm just trusting that, you know, I'm bringing my heart to you. Like, will you just, and I remember he took me back to that picture again and just showed me how anytime Dax falls, whether he's an infant or three-year-old Bucky is now, my instinct is to run to him and pick him up and pull him to my chest. And that he just said, Bethany, that motherly instinct in you is from me. And any time that you experience pain, that is my posture towards you. And he showed me, he said, I'm pulling you to my chest. Mm -hmm. And he said, the thing about you being near my chest is you have my ear. And I know the words of your heart. You don't have language for it right now. And if you want to scream, if you want to cry, if you want to sit in silence, just know my ear is turned towards you and I'm comforting mm. you at my chest. And I, that was like one of the first things I felt like I heard from him after that 10 day. And I just wept and I was like, God, it, it was like he was just showing me I'm with you. Like, yeah. I know this yes. is not what you thought it was going to look like, but I'm with you in the middle of it. He spoke. I was honest about God. This baby feels Everyone keeps saying abnormal, unfamiliar. Mm-hmm. There's risk to your health. And I, I'm like, felt like I went from this endearing relationship to this baby growing within me to all of a sudden, like, I feel like I'm kind of a science project, which just oh, to yeah. be blunt, like, I'm just like, God, I don't know how to handle this. And wow. he said he may be abnormal and unfamiliar to them, but he's not to me. I knit him together, a purpose in his life. I know him. He was mine before he was yours. And mm. I, you can love him. And so there were just many moments. Again, I could say a million different things, Nikita, yeah. but it was, uh, if I could give you one piece of insight into what God showing up in the middle looked like, it was through these deep, like heart to heart, honest moments of yeah. like, God, this is how ugly the pain feels for me right now. And it, I'll be honest, it wasn't always in that moment that I heard the Lord say anything. Sometimes it was me being open again and again and again, and then I would Mm -hmm. have a revelation. Or totally unrelated, I'd hear a song, or someone would send me a scripture that felt like God's response to me on something I had brought to him a week before. Does that make sense? Like, it wasn't always this, like, immediate exchange like it was that morning. But, yeah, I would just say whatever pain you're in right now, if you're in any at all, just to be... faithful to bring the ugly the pain the heartbreak before the lord over and over Mm -hmm. and over again because that 
dependency that creates on him, that's where he can do something mm-hmm. beautiful and mm-hmm. show up in a way. Mm-hmm. And I just think pain, he gets to reveal who he is in pain. Like if you look at scripture, all the different times that God would, so that someone would name God, like your Jehovah Jireh, mm-hmm. it came from mm-hmm. Abraham sacrificing his son. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. that level of pain or Elroy, like she's abandoned alone you know, yeah. like, and she says the way God showed up for them in the middle of their pain showed them a new side of who mm-hmm. he is right. wow. in a way that they got to give him a name. Like, yeah. how powerful is that? So, wherever you're at, whatever pain you're feeling, I just think God wants to reveal more of who he is through that if we'll press into him in the yeah. middle of it. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and a couple things I was Sorry, saying. I think, no, you're fine. Don't apologize. I think what Beth is describing that we also learned is is the biblical term lamenting mm-hmm. and it's actually a spiritual discipline yeah. and if you study it uh i mean this is like what i don't know the percentage majority of the psalms are and i have a mental health background so i'm a little biased but <laughs> you know sometimes um big picture in the church there, there can be a kind of teaching towards emotion some kind of way or you know, or, or strictly maybe spiritual solutions. And I think people mean well, mm-hmm. but when you look at someone who's lost a loved one, have you prayed about it? You know, those kind of things, those are just tough. You know, I, it's the right, right question, the wrong way. Anyways. So like David for countless Psalms is wrestling with God and frustrated with God. And, and you see this in Job, there's a book lamentations, right? And so I think what me and Beth started to tap into, and if you say, what's a definition, I don't know. There's a lot of different definitions. I think it's just bringing your whole self, your whole emotions, especially in times of grief okay. and grief can play out with countless emotions. Yeah. Grief is so unique to every individual in the world. It's one of the biggest anomalies of our world that every, you can line up five people that if they had the same five going on and they would grieve differently, yeah. mm-hmm. but it's just kind of bringing the grief mm-hmm. to the Lord. And you know, we live in the South with all the respect. So there's kind of this, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing good. Well, really? You know, and then mm-hmm. even like, and so I think you can lament in a small daily, weekly way. But then again, if you lose something and, and, uh, just from like school, we were taught like the, the, the clinical definition or one of the clinical definitions of, of grief is a loss of intimacy with someone or something. Mm -hmm. So if you're listening right now, yeah, you might've lost a loved one and we're going into a holiday season, but grief happens when you have transition, Mm -hmm. when you leave a job or, 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 or have to leave a job, Mm -hmm. Uh, the things we've gone through past couple years, you move Mm -hmm. and there's just all these different things and grief comes from that. Well, one of the biblical responses God's heart would be is that we lament. What does that mean? We walk with the Lord with that, just open heart, Mm -hmm. open hand. And I think, it was kind of a choice. Like, are we going to invite God into this? Because it's kind of like the thing it's like simple, but not easy. You know, okay, I need the Lord. I need God can mm-hmm. help in only ways. Jesus said, I'm going to give you my spirit. Who's going to be a comforter. But then yeah. how does that yeah. play out every day? Exactly. I think it's like, if Monday I'm feeling ticked at God, I bring it to God. And if mm-hmm. Tuesday I'm going to cry my eyes out, I bring it to God. Yeah. And it's just mm-hmm. that it's a discipline, just like the other ways That's we seek so the good. Lord. But in that, I think we'll find God in new ways. I was reminded of Jeremiah 29, 12, a famous chapter, but this says what, then you'll call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. Kind of what Beth was just saying. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all mm-hmm. your heart. And I just think that even means in pain. Mm-hmm. That even means in grief and frustration and sorrow in an unmet expectation in a season not going. How many times we find ourselves, no matter what age the woman is listening, you find yourself and you just say, Lord, I thought I'd be in a different place to 
today. Mm-hmm. And there's grief there. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean you're a bad person. That doesn't mean uh, God's forsaken you. That doesn't mean you didn't you didn't seek the Lord or you didn't work hard. No, it just found you found yourself in a place you wish you were somewhere else. Yeah. But instead of keeping that within yourself, it's like, Lord, please come in. Yep. And then it's like not cookie cutter. So it's like, Nikki, do you ask what was? I was like, I think that's the thing. Like, Lord, I want to lament the biblical word. I want to walk with you mm-hmm. and and give all that I have to you. That's one thing I would say. And the second thing I would say, just real quick, and I can elaborate, is I think, I know, excuse me, I saw a new power and perspective from the body of Christ. Yes. Uh, just the way that people loved us. Mm-hmm. There's This was so unique. Our doctor told us, hey, people are going to try to like talk to you and stuff, and they're not going to know what to say more than ever. Mm-hmm. With all due respect, things like cancer or a, a grandparent passed away, the, those happen. There's, 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 there's sadly they're common, but we get told we have this 1% disorder. So even, you know, people would come up to us, I've lost a child, but not like this. And they mean well, but our doctor just tried to say, Hey, prepare your heart for that. But man, just watching our friends, our church, our pastors, uh, our family who some were not even believers that just love us and show up for us, not one weekend, one month in, whether that's meals, whether that's texts, whether we had groups of friends, <laughs> Cecilia showed up on our porch from a group of people and they just handed us an envelope of money because me and Beth, one thing we were trying to do to cope was when we were going to UAMS every two weeks, because we were going every two weeks and they just said, Hey, we're really going to check on best health because if her health declines, that's one indicator we have to induce labor. So we started going, and before or after our appointment, we started calling them Kyler dates. And we'd go on a date and just go to a happy and have lunch because we were just trying to find the joy of the Lord within the midst of it. A group of friends heard of that, and they gave us like a like a wad of money. Like this is a sh- <laughs> like on the streets, like a little deal, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and Beth is crying at our front doorstep. And they said, we heard y'all go on these dates. Hey, we just wanted to bless y'all. So when you go every two weeks, you can have a little happy from us. We, ha- and I, and I, and I, I'm, I hope this happens to everyone, you know, the Lord bless anyways, but it's just little things like that. It's like, that's a big thing, but God unveiled to me and Beth a new side of the body of Christ. We even got words from people, spiritual words that were like, "Hey, you, you, and your ministry, and just even as believers have been giving, now it's your time to receive from the people mm-hmm. around you." And and just in First Corinthians twelve, it talks about, "Hey, when one body rejoices, we all one part of the body rejoices, we all rejoice, but one part mourns, we all mourn." Yeah. And I just think me and Beth got to experience that. So the response was mm-hmm. love for me and Beth. Yeah. The response was like peace and hope in the midst of the circumstance Kyler's diagnosis didn't change sadly the Lord did not heal him on the side of heaven but in the midst of that the people of God loved us so well even if they walked up you guys would walk up to us like literally and say I don't don't have anything to say we'd expect and y'all would just hug us Mm -hmm. and it just meant the world to us and I think that goes so much farther than people realize and and in in my world even as we disciple young adults a lot, they always say, Amir, I don't know what to say or what to do. And I always just say, hey, the goal is support. And if you don't know what to say or do, you just ask. So people just say, what could we do for you? Mm-hmm. And sometimes we'd be like, we're good, nothing. Or, or yeah. hey, if you want to come over and hang out. Some of our best friends, it was like, we would love to just hang. Will you come over? And they're like, yes. And just asking, you know, versus I think we get so nervous, we'll say the wrong mm-hmm. thing, do the wrong thing. We don't do anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, yeah. and then, you know, after the dust settles, after the tornado relief has gone, after the, you name it, the funerals happen, and then those people are alone in their thoughts. And I know we have life, and we can't always be there. We, 
I just could talk for days about, man, Jesus, I saw your body in a way that blessed me. Yes, That absolutely. meant the world to me. And then it's even motivated me, me and Beth even more when people are going through anything. Mm-hmm. Hey, how can we show up for them? And I think our, our, our pastors here at our church do that so well, but just how can we show up for people? How can we text people? How can we call mm-hmm. on the way home and just say, hey, how are you today? Is there anything you need? Because that's what Jesus left us for that reason. Like mm-hmm. he yeah. left us the body for that reason. I love that. Honestly, it was an honor to walk through it with y'all. I mean, we have friends that have, you know, we have plenty of friends in different categories of life that are walking through hard things. And Mm -hmm. just to see the faith that you guys had, and I know it wasn't easy, Mm -hmm. but we all learned something from you. Mm -hmm. I mean, really, we really did. And so thank you for, I feel like what Beth said, like about, why do I feel emotional? <laughs> Let it out. Don't cry. This is a woman's <laughs> podcast with a mirror. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's a safe place. Yeah. But what Beth said about like, um, I don't have anything to say to you right now, God. Like mm-hmm. I can relate to that. I can think back on times in my own life when mm-hmm. I'm like, Lord, I sense that you're near and I know I need to talk to you, mm-hmm. but I don't have any words right now. Yeah. I just don't. Mm-hmm. I just yeah. don't. And so I think maybe the mistake we might make is in a hard spot. We feel that and we say, I don't have anything to say to you right now. And then we just harden our hearts and Mm -hmm. throw up a wall Mm -hmm. and turn, try to turn our back even from him because we perceive that he has done this to us. Mm -hmm. And how could you do this God? And so I just love that you guys modeled how to be frustrated and angry and hurt and sad and, lament and grieve Mm -hmm. but like facing the lord where he could reach you and i don't know it's just so good well i I love that you said that because what you know we just started posting updates because we 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 made an initial post because it's like everyone celebrating so they were pregnant so we're like well this is tough because now people Mm -hmm. in human nature in a beautiful way how's the baby how are you feeling and we're like that's like baby i can't do that i can't do it i can't do that once i can't do it a hundred times you know like especially we have so many friends who you know live in town that went to college with in our church Mm -hmm. and just the gym you know and like and so we made a post and then we just felt led to keep giving updates or i would make some instagram stories when we go to our doctor's point hey best doing well all knowing that kyler's gonna pass and people would dm us or text us and and they're like your faith in it and i was like beth i don't feel like we're showing a lot of faith and what i learned was just and this is, I think, kind of in me naturally. I, di- I didn't necessarily grow up in church, but I think a strength of mine, I, I have a lot of weaknesses of just being vulnerable. I have a clinical background too. And so I think me and Beth, what I learned was we were just sharing the pain in the middle of the pain. Yes. And people were so encouraged by that or so thankful or just happy to be along in the journey or even how they could pray. And we would just get so many texts. I can't believe, or thank you for sharing. And me and Beth were like, man, I just... Or like God would show us something. So we would just post mm-hmm. something that we were learning from the Lord in the middle of tears. And it was like we would even see, and Beth said this phrase often, maybe I'll maybe butcher it, like um, Beth would say, God, I don't want anything left on the table. I want You have mm-hmm. a phrase to it. And, no, and it. whatever we say or do, we want you to get glory for God, Kyler's mm-hmm. life, like if there's anything. Yeah. And so in the way, Beth's carrying him in her belly, we would just share updates or things like that. And people would be encouraged. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, man, God, this is so Romans 8.28. You're working for the good of those who love. And I, and I love that you said that, Katie. We don't always have an answer why. Mm-hmm. Like, and those are sovereignty of God questions, right. big questions. I mean, you know, living in the South. Hey, why did that tornado go through and take people's, I don't know. Why did these shooting? I don't know. You know, like, I just really don't have the answer. Why didn't God? I don't know. You're right. God can do anything. 
And we just don't always get the answer, but I know who God is. Yeah. I know that I know. And so that's what all me and Beth can mm-hmm. wrestle. And yes, we prayed often that God would heal him. We pray. Yeah. We had people praying for a miracle mm-hmm. for us. Totally. Mm-hmm. And we believe our miracle happened on the other side of heaven. Yeah. Um, but even just being open, I'm I'm not saying you have to post, you know, everyone has a different mm-hmm. uh, comfort level, but even just your circle, your family, yeah. like mm-hmm. they want to know, even what I was saying earlier, to love on you, to support you, uh, to check on you, just kind of what's going on. So good. Yeah. The, this past weekend, Hunter said something in his message about meekness. And for some reason I was like, what does meek really mean? Mm-hmm. And so I and like, the attitude. Yeah. I like did the deep dive where I like yeah, go find, did. Matthew 5 and Beatitudes <laughs> mm-hmm. and blessed are the meek for they shall inherit the earth. And I'm like, what is meek? And uh, went into it on Blue Letter Bible and it says that it's a primary word, meekness, and it means mildness of disposition, gentleness of spirit. And a little commentary underneath it says meekness toward God is that disposition of spirit in which we accept his dealings with us as good. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. therefore, without disputing or resisting, And just what you were saying earlier, walking through pain, there's a gift in pain and you see a side of God that you maybe have not seen before. Mm -hmm. And, and blessed are the meek that they inherit the earth. I think the Lord is saying like, bring this to me and trust Mm -hmm. that my dealings with you are good and I'm going to take care of you. And this doesn't look like what you thought it would Mm be. And this maybe doesn't make sense. And you might not ever have an answer for why, Mm -hmm. Right. but still bring it to me and trust that I'm good. And Mm. that's hard to do. It is. But like what you've modeled is that there's goodness in it, you know? Sure. And I'll say after all that we've experienced and we can continue and kind of share where we're at in life now, if you don't know, but, um, I, even this morning, as I was thinking about this, I was just thinking, I, how much more I trust the Lord. Like, mm-hmm. like there's this Psalm, Psalms 28, where David, like Amir was saying about lamenting, he grieves and then he gets to the end and he, he it says this in Psalms 28 verse six, it says, praise the Lord. He has heard my cry for mercy. The Lord is my strength and my shield. I trust him with all my heart. Mm-hmm. He helps me and my heart is filled with joy. And I just, Come on. to say after all that we've been through, I think it would make logical sense that after the trauma we've experienced we would could live in fear very easily. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. But it's yeah. like, or even like kind of waiting on the other shoe to drop kind of thing. Like what other bad things are going to happen to us, but it's done the opposite in me. And I just mm-hmm. think that is the fruit of the Holy spirit. When that meekness, it's like, I've seen his heart in such a way. My trust has only grown like my assurance that he is only good and that he will only do good mm-hmm. things has only increased mm-hmm. through That's the incredible. pain, which is so just lovely. not, that doesn't make human sense. You no, know, no. but that no, is, that all, is what yeah. the Lord does. Yeah. So go ahead. Um, well, no, I was just going to, something that you just said that kind of, when you talked about Beth, how, Beth and Amir, how you guys brought the pain to the Lord and how it's, I think people need to understand and you even kind of alluded to it. It's not a one-time thing, mm-hmm. right? It yeah. is like I, if Mir said, if like, if I'm, crying today i'm angry tomorrow you always mm-hmm. bring it to the lord yeah and i keep hearing the scripture from peter where it says cast your cares yes break cares for you cares and like you. literally that scripture means like you take you everything it. you got mm-hmm. and you throw it mm-hmm. and if it means you're throwing it every 30 minutes or mm-hmm. every That's other good. day like yes. you constantly come back before the throne of the lord mm-hmm. before the mercy seat mm-hmm. of the lord because mm-hmm. he's 
we have a savior who understands us. Yes. Like he's well acquainted with like our grief. Manasaurus. Right. And so it's so good. That's kind of what um when you were saying that mm-hmm. earlier, it just reminded me of like the Lord wants us to continually come back. And so don't think that Lord, I've brought this issue to you before. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not gonna talk about it again. No, he wants you to bring it back before him Amen. and don't pick it up when right. you leave. Hello. Like, trust mm-hmm. it. And leave it there. At the altar, like, kind of even thing, though yeah. you don't understand, like mm-hmm. the Lord is sovereign, we don't understand. It's like I'm going to leave it right here before the altar. And you can feel when you metaphorically pick it back up. Mm-hmm. This is life too. Control. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've heard a uh, pastor would say once: you can yeah. have faith or you can have control. You can't have both. Craig Oof. Rochelle. Yeah. And uh, we have a culture, and not even it's not always negative. We just want to be in control. I want to know what's going on, yeah. Lord. What's going on? But then what I've seen a lot in my life and others, when we don't have that, we have a lot of uncertainty with that, that's when the anxiety can come at a greater level. That's mm-hmm. when the discouragement can come. Mm-hmm. But yeah. if we look at our hand, I know y'all can't see my hand, but our pastor taught us to open, Pastor Rick's always talking about, you gotta open up your hand to your plans or to the seasons of the Lord. You have yeah. such a tight grip. And then that's when the negative emotions come. That's when, it, and it's ultimately like, well, you're not what you were just saying. It's like the Lord's saying, no, you, I need you to set it here and leave it with me. And that doesn't mean it's not in your heart though. Right. I think we think this exchange, this altar exchange, we can give things to God. Yes, it's sin, but it's also like the anxieties, the challenges. And that doesn't mean we don't care. It's just yeah. saying he is Lord. He died on the cross that way. We're not supposed to carry it metaphorically, you know, yeah. but we do. Mm-hmm. And God's saying, Hey, give it to me and leave it here. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean in your heart, you don't care. Yeah. And you're not concerned or people think of the people right. we're believing for, praying for totally. family members who don't know the Lord yet or coming back to our people. Are like, well, I can't just give it to God. I'm like, no, giving to God is like, it's a trusting. I give it to him. But then in your heart, we still believe and yes. pray. Yes. And, but he's Lord, you That's know. So well, and the reality is, until Jesus returns, we're going to carry the pain of losing Kyler. You know, like yeah. it's not just a one-time. Like we're coming up on the holidays for us too. Is yeah. ho- like we, this is our first holiday. His yeah. birthday is December twenty eighth, so right after right. Christmas will be his birthday. So we're already feeling that, and so yeah, I would just say. It, that's normal. Like I love what you said about it. Continual. Like yeah. it's not. Mm-hmm. You don't. There's no shame in I'm bringing this to God again. Like that's part of being human. Yeah. What that's a muscle. What a posture. Yeah. You know. And and another thing is, and I was thinking about this just with things in my own life that I'm walking through. But like, this is something that only the Lord will get from us only on this side. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, cause in heaven we're not going to experience pain. Right. And so. Even though it doesn't sound logical, what a gift it is Mm -hmm. for us to like come before the Lord and like bring him our tears and bring him our grief on this side of heaven because Mm -hmm. this is not something that you, I mean, and when I was thinking about it, I was like, I I never thought about something that you don't get, but Mm -hmm. like our, our worship in pain or our love for you in pain or our trust and faith in Mm. you in pain. So good you only get from us now. And yeah. so even that. So well, and I would just say that's faith. What you're describing is mm-hmm. one, mm-hmm. Uh, many aspects of faith. Like we bring faith. It's hard, mm-hmm. but it honors him. It pleases him. Mm-hmm. Hebrews 11, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Yeah. So it's like, God, I, in faith, I'm giving this to you. In faith, I'm mad today talking to you. Like yeah. if we're like, how yes. do we grow in our faith? Like in yes. faith, Lord, I'm just pretty confused by you today. Yeah. And in the same breath, you're like, God, I can sense your spirit, and it doesn't make any sense, mm-hmm. you know. And yeah. before we got Kyler's diagnosis, 
like early on in his pregnancy, I just asked the Lord, what will he be like? Like, will he be different than mm-hmm. Dax? And Oof. I feel like almost immediately the Lord dropped into my heart, he'll be a worshiper. And I was like, well, that's crazy because I'm not, I don't lead worship. Amir doesn't lead worship. Hey, I think Amir would like to. I would like, I would like, I've always wanted to be in the ensemble. That's it. I just want to be in the choir. Um, Church choir. I just wrote it down and I was like, okay, like maybe God's going to give him some kind of musical gift. But now knowing his story, that it, he's been worshiping Jesus from day one, like mm-hmm. that's his Oof. testimony. But I just remember the Lord sharing with me, like you will get to worship with him for eternity one day in full knowledge. Like right now, what he knows to be true, you have an opportunity to worship with him in faith. Mm. So what Kyler is singing out now in full knowledge, knowing who Jesus is, you know, how wonderful that picture is. We have an opportunity Mm. as a family to echo in faith on this side. And this is the only time that it looks different. So just like getting to embrace that like purpose God spoke over him and just so imagine. Good. So yeah, I love that you said that Nikita, yeah. cause it's true. Like when else do we it. get to do that? <laughs> yeah. That. I don't know where I'm talking. I'm sure we're getting to the end. Yeah. I, I do feel like led to share one thing though. No, sure. um, yeah, and don't worry about a little it. raw, if that's okay. Mm-hmm. Y'all have all cry. I feel like it's my turn to cry. <laughs> um, and we don't have to share details. You can text us, you know, but we did get to the time right after Christmas and Beth's health declined. It was either Kyler would pass Inside the womb or best health decline, those were our two indicators to go to the hospital, uh, which were two really hard indicators. And by health decline, just want to clarify, his placenta was abnormal. So there were like extra blood vessels, all these different things, part of his condition, which placentas like that can induce preeclampsia. So I started showing high blood pressure symptoms, signs of preeclampsia, had to go to the hospital. Yeah, and God's timing is cr- good, so good in this because we're mm-hmm. two hours away. We came home, and that night, we ca- like we came home during the day, and that evening, Beth started not feeling well. We text our doctor the next morning, and he's like, hey, you need to come in. Mm-hmm. And Beth even fought it and just God's timing in it like worked out so well we got to do a regular delivery he had some fluid on his head because of that and the doctor literally said hey if you would have came in a day later we would have to do a Mm c-section and no dishonor to a c-section you know it's just I know most mamas want to do it uh, the natural as way as possible if possible before going there and but we went and you know, we went through labor, Beth's body induced labor by itself. They were like, Hey, we're going to have to, we're going to give you, give you meds middle of the night. They're like, Hey, you're, you're already at a four. Just amazing. 30 wow. weeks. And yeah. just some, just God's wow. creation like yeah. was like, it's game it's time. Turn. And so we had, um, Kyler at twelve ten. I think you started pushing at 12, 12, 10. And he had passed some time in the birthing process that day. We believe when best water broke his, the, they think the placenta detached and, but we had always prayed. We didn't want him to have a painful loss if that were mm-hmm. happened. So his answer for but basically he comes and it's just different. We had a f- first son, which we've learned from a lot of these women best in this like global Facebook group mm-hmm. of women who've had this all across the world. And it's amazing. Beth's got to like Beth, literally just a testimony of God a week ago, a woman had in Beth has been like a, a believer, been best been coaching her in the day, the baby, baby she delivered, she t- DM Beth and was just telling her experience. Like, and Beth just got to encourage her. But wow. some women in there are not believers. Mm-hmm. So just the pain they're going through. But we um, had Kyler, had lost them. And it's just, you know, we had our first. It's just so surreal. Lots going on. But basically, we get through it all, and they just give us as much time as we want with him, uh, which is hard. Oh, my goodness. And I'll never forget, I was holding him. Uh, we were we had turned on some worship. I was singing, and I'm just crying. I'm, like, crying on him. And... Um, I looked at Beth and I said, babe, and I was crying, like ugly crying, you know, I couldn't even, and I, I could sense the Lord like in my heart and I'm not, 
you know, I could sometimes, I'm not trying to be that guy, sometimes you can tangibly sense the presence of the Lord, like almost physically. And I could sense the Lord in my heart. I could sense him in that room. And at the same time, it felt like someone ripped out my heart and it was the worst day of my life. And I said, Beth, I don't even know what I said. I said, Beth, this doesn't make any sense. And she said, well, I said, babe, I can sense the Lord. I can sense the Lord, but I'm looking at my son who has passed and, um, and I was reminded then, and I've been reminded countless times, Pastor Jim, one of our pastors who's like a mentor to me, has always taught me this principle based off John 15, and I saw it just play out in the deepest way there. He just said, hey, Jesus promised in John 15, last supper night, he said, if you remain connected to me, if you remain in me and I remain in you, you will bear fruit. But apart from me, you'll do nothing. And Pastor Jim has always taught me, he's always put two hands out. I know you can't see my hands, but he said, hey, that promise from Jesus is not conditional on life. The only condition is that you remain connected to Jesus. You're mm-hmm. in relationship with Jesus and he promised you'll bear fruit. So that means in one hand, you can go through the smallest or biggest, worst thing of your life. But on the other hand, if you're remaining connected, Jesus, you'll still bear fruit. Wow. And in that moment, I, we experience a Philippians four, the peace of God that surpasses understanding mm-hmm. that fruit of the spirit. I'm holding my son and I felt so much pain and so much discouragement, but guys, I could sense the peace of God mm-hmm. clear as day. And I just looked at Beth and I said, this was a promise from Jesus. And it was the hundredth promise from God's word that came true again in the worst moment wow. of all worst moments. And I would just say for, if you're listening, whether it's you and your family, whether it's holiday specific coming up or someone, you know, that promise is still so, so true. Like John 15, my favorite chapter of the Bible, Jesus said, hey, if you remain in me, you'll bear fruit. And it's just not circumstantial. So you could be going That's through good. something hard in yeah. your family, at work, at school, circumstantially. Maybe this has been a hard season for you. And Jesus just said, hey, if you'll hold on to me, you'll bear fruit. But apart from me, you can do nothing. And and um, and I just believe that. I believe that because we've experienced that countless yeah. times, but especially in, in maybe the most painful minutes of my life. Mm-hmm. But I even just pray as y'all talk about the holidays. Hey, I know that's hard. I'm not talking about religion like you do all these things. I'm just saying you just say, Lord, I need your help. If Thanksgiving morning's hard, if there's an empty seat at the table, mm-hmm. Lord, we we need your help. Will you help us remember them today? Would you help us honor them? And I know that I know because it's Jesus' words. He's going to meet you there. Mm-hmm. He's going to so meet you good. there because it's a promise from God. It. It's a promise from God. Yeah. And I just want to speak that over yeah. whoever listens. Mm, nope. So good. So good. Amen. One, one, one question I do, I want, I don't know if this is the final one or not, but I want to know what, f- a, what season you're in now, you can answer these questions either way you want, but okay, so what season are you in now, but specifically, I know that Kyler's life was short, but like his fruit, the fruit of his mm-hmm. life has felt like it's been like surpassing, mm-hmm. you know, so like what fruit mm-hmm. have you seen from the life of Kyler Brave, um, and then Kind of tell well, us yeah. where you guys are. Right Brave now. is Kyler's middle name. We haven't told you that yet. Yeah, so, that's and right. what's so cool? Quick, 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 quick story. Beth, I like the name Kyler for a boy. Beth wanted to name him Brave. She had where did you seen that from? A baby. Of- blogger a blogger <laughs> hashtag shout out bloggers <laughs> girls Instagram. woman conference this is so fitting um but beth this is so good about the lord we decided to name him kyler brave three weeks before we got the diagnosis yeah. so just the goodness of god wow, we knew and beth always say lord. he makes us brave the lord knew we would need his bravery but mm-hmm. um fruit from kyler's life <laughs> oh i just feel like i'm always taken back there was a moment we had a gender reveal with some of our close friends. We found out he was a little boy. And I remember laying in bed that night, like a giddy, 
little girl before Christmas, I could not fall asleep because I was like, two boys, like, just Mm. like, just, and I just, all I could say was like, God, he's a miracle. Thank you for this miracle. And then later after getting his diagnosis, that memory became almost painful for me because I was Mm. like, God, how did you know? Like, how could you know what was, I was walking through, but like, let me thank you in that moment. Again, really ugly, honest thoughts, but I just was like, God. This is why I feel betrayed. Let me tell you all the reasons. Yeah. This is just so childish. Yeah. But I remember him saying, he is a miracle. And like, even though then you were thanking me for a different miracle, I knew there would be a miracle mm-hmm. that would happen through his life. And it's true. Like, I feel like the miracle was within me. It wasn't that his life was spared, but it's almost like, um, man, what he gave me was just a new and deeper connection with the Lord and to eternity and Life. to me that is fruit like just yeah. almost like this recommitment new perspective like I mean there's a million different words I could say but just this like refreshed um these eyes to see life in a different way that I didn't have before. And that is like fruit that I experience every day, mm-hmm. like in the ins and, ins and outs and just maturity too. I think as much as we hate it, pain is the vehicle through which we mature mm-hmm. and we change and, yeah. you know, and so I just think there was a lot of like spiritual growth, but I mean, connection with people, I don't know. There's so, so many things good. to share about. We probably built it that. That's like the trifecta, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, just yeah. I don't know, but we don't even have. Yeah, yeah. Um, Listen, this may be a two-part series. Yeah, it might totally need, need a to be continued. <laughs> uh, redemption. Be yeah, I think we've just seen the Lord redemption, getting to connect with people. Um, people have told us this in different ways, but when you have any kind of loss in life, not just because of ours, not only what God takes you through, but now I feel like we have a voice. Mm-hmm. if someone would allow us, which is their choice, into people's lives who've lost mm-hmm. in a new way that maybe me and Beth didn't have. Yes, we could have been friends, believers, pastors to them, but now people who have lost someone will just come up to us or connect to us in a way because they just, they'll just say things like, you know. Like there's been a couple of gentlemen, sadly, in our church since we've lost Kyler who've lost their wives, and they just look at me. I talked to one this weekend. He's like, you know. And I, and I, or like those, or sadly people, but I know it's not the same thing. I said, Hey, we both lost someone we love. It's, Mm -hmm. it's a lot of things are similar, but a lot of things are different. So I think it's been a joy to connect there. This is really specific to me, uh, (laughs) but I, I felt like God started to speak to me about him and like told me to write a message. And from time to time I speak at our church and I was kind of shocked because that's never really happened to me. So I just started writing down thoughts, uh, because God showed me this scripture and, Basically, I'll say it real quick. Jesus just said in, in, in the end of the Sermon on the Mount, he gave this illustration of a wise man who builds his house on the rock and the storm comes and, um, you know, he stood firm. But the one who builds on the sand, the same storm comes and they fall. And I felt like Jesus, I heard, I read that scripture and he said, this is y'all that y'all built your life on me and a storm came and hit y'all hard, mm. but you didn't completely fall like your life didn't come over. Like the scripture says, we don't. You know, we don't grieve like the world grieves. We don't grieve in despair. We, we have a hope in the Lord. So I started right, and then I got called one of our pastors, and I got to share that with our ch- I share with our church. And most of our church in Conway knew, but then some didn't. And our moms are crying two minutes into the sermon. But, <laughs> and, and it's not about that. I just really felt like through Kyler's life, the Lord ministered to people. Yes. And then coincidentally, by the grace of God, you know, we're a multi-site church. I got to speak that at like six campuses and that's never really happened before. Not that I don't get opportunities and just, I start the message by sharing Kyler's testimony, how he passed and people are staring at me like, and I would joke up like, I know this is a crazy way to start a sermon, but just 
yes, getting to share God's word, getting to share his testimony has been sweet. Like to share his story. Beth has been saying, I feel like you got to be a voice for Kyler. Mm -hmm. Beth, of course, got to share his story at woman just Mm -hmm. a few months ago. We got to be voices for him. But guys, the moments after at the altar at Mm -hmm. our church or other churches, and someone would walk up to us crying. And I mean, we were in Fayetteville and this couple's first time back in church in six weeks because they had a miscarriage was that weekend and they're crying and we get to pray over them. And again, we don't, we can't tell them, we can't bring their kid back, but we, they just understood Mm -hmm. and they're male and female are crying and we just get to lay hands on them and pray for them and pray that God would be there for them like he was for us. And it's just like, I think what I say, what I'm saying is we just try our best to share about Kyler as much as we can. And God would open up doors Mm -hmm. to encourage other believers, to encourage other people. Um, I even spoke at a campus, my best friends and his dad's not a believer. And he walked to me, his dad, who's, who's like foreign, like my dad. And he had tears in his eyes, my best friend, Nick in Fort Smith, and just said, they had lost a child before Nick. I didn't know that. And he gave me a huge hug and he said, you did good today, son. He's like my dad, but he's not a believer. And I know mm-hmm. God spoke to him and yeah. he, did, he comes to church from time to time, but he came because I was speaking. And so just, I think just the obedience to share, even though when you're in the middle of a storm after mm-hmm. storm, we've seen God, it's almost like sharing the gospel. Our part is just to share. And then God does yeah. the rest. Yeah. It's not, it's not about conversions guys, to be honest, anytime, I'm at the gym. Someone asked me, how many kids do you have? I just feel really led to share. I have two. And I say, my son Dax is three, and we have a son named Kyler who passed. It just feels weird to say, I have one son. And just the moments that come after that, either people are like, oh, my God, I'm sorry, and they just open up to you, or people will share, man, so-and-so in my life, just immediately. Mm-hmm. And so I think what I would say is the fruit of just sharing his story, where it could be easy for us to, unless someone knows, talk about it. We've just seen a lot of fruit in saying his name. And, wow. and, and, and talking about him. And then I can't always tell you what it was. It was like, then the Lord brought mm-hmm. blank moment. Um, our yeah. parents, I mean, my mom wrestled my mom, my mom and dad grew up in Iran, the middle East, a little bit of my story and have wrestled best family, all believers wrestled. And we've gotten Thanksgiving, Christmas opportunities to have conversations with them. And my mom's had like these big breakthroughs in Jesus. And it started with Kyler and her wrestling with Kyler. And she had a moment with God at woman I, this is kind of crazy to say on podcasts because i haven't yeah. got to talk to her still but she came up she came to listen to best share her testimony and she came into the altar and prayed with heather to receive christ my mom is 66 years old Ooh. and grew up in a different country <laughs> and she said quote this is what heather told me wow. i'm here for my boy brave mm-hmm. and it's i'm not trying to be dramatic i just was talking to rebecca the next day i said rebecca my mom came to woman my mom's been before like four years ago not as a believer just to come and she loved it my mom came to woman to listen to my wife talk about her grandson who had Mm -hmm. passed and the Lord who had been pursuing her moved in her life in a way where she desired Jesus in a deeper way. I just, it's incredible. The song comes too good (laughs) not to believe, you know, like selfishly ask the Lord while Carrie and Kyler said, God will part of the way that you would redeem this pain. Would there be people that get to heaven and meet Kyler and say, I'm here because of you. Mm. Like the way God used your life and to think that one of them will be his grandma. grandma. Oh my gosh. That's so special. I'm wrecked when I I think about it all the time. And we try to talk to her about it that week when they're in town. She's like, I want to talk to a person in life. But yeah, to (laughs) what we understand, my mom made a decision for Christ and grew up in a different country. And, and, And a lot of it was influenced by our losing a son. Wow. It's just what God will do. You know, we don't always know why it happens, but we know God is a redeeming God, a yes. working God. 
and um, he t- he brings beauty from ashes, right? And yes. so we've just seen that. And I know our story is super specific and super unique, but even if you're going through something that feels small to you, I know mm-hmm. that God's redemption wants to do the same yes. thing. Yes. And then you have no idea the people around you that are watching. And I say this not as pressure, but as opportunity. You're just doing your best to follow the Lord and walk through with them, how it's going to inspire them, mm-hmm. encourage them, build them up because your story matters. Your yeah, testimony matters so and your story, people can argue Bible. People will be doing it on Facebook all day these days, you know, <laughs> but no one can argue your story. Right. They right. can look at right. you and say, and say, cool, well, this is what God's done in my life or is right. doing in my life. And I just pray that for you ladies too, like just a boldness to say, to share some of your story. That's what we did. And we've seen God just move and continue to move and let us connect and relate to people in ways that we never imagined, Mm -hmm. but it's still sad to see it. I have his footprints, our nurse. Oh my God. We can talk about shout out to the doctors, nurses, helping professions. Oh my gosh. Our nurses and doctors, UMS were so good. If you're in Little Rock and listen to this, bless you, you know, if you're a nurse, doctor, (laughs) anything in that world, but she, they do all this stuff at UMS for families who are going to lose a baby and they, put his finger, foot handprints and footprints on things. And that's like, well, you put it in my Bible. And so we have Kyler's footprints in our Bible. So every morning when I look, I have his hand friends and footprints and it's just, you just reminded like, okay, Lord, like I think for me, just reminding of the brevity of life and, mm-hmm. um, that just making the moments matter and life is short to be hold on to a fence, to be really mad. The, emotions are real. I'm not minimalizing, but it's just life is short and God has so much for us. And I think I just spent the last thing I'll say is I just try to love Dex more now. Not that I'm concerned. He's going to be sick. It's just, I I have a healthy boy at home. One of the sweetest memories, guys, we came home from the hospital, the hospital for like five days because Beth lost a lot of blood and different things. And that night I have recordings on my phone of one of the sweetest moments we've had with Dax. Dax is laughing and our dogs in there. We're just having a time. And I just recorded a moment where we're all laughing and it was literally an hour since we've been home since losing Kyler and mm-hmm. we were blessed. Not everyone's story. We were blessed to come home to a healthy little boy. And I mm-hmm. think God reminded us, Hey, he's here, you know, and yeah. love yeah. on him, invest in him. And so I love that. And I just love just to end real quick. I know we're probably <laughs> over time. Um, that may not get all this to your drive to work. Yeah, Bless you. Yeah. Drive there, drive home. Um, what you said about, just thinking, keeping eternity in mind. And that's what Kyler's life did for us. And I feel like something God's been talking to me a lot about lately is even though it doesn't feel like it in comparison to the eternity that we're going to live after this, the pain really is short and momentary, Mm. but the redemption is eternal. Like the way that the Lord has used, although it's fulfill like an eternity of pain before we get to meet with him, the redemption that there are souls going to be in heaven, the things that God will do with it when you entrust it to him goes far beyond what we can see. So you may be in a situation that there isn't, it isn't changing for you and there is a lot of pain in it. I'm just believing with you that you will see the Lord redeem it in eternity, if not on this side of eternity in a way that is better than we can fathom because we can just trust his character that that's who he is, that he'll do that. So, yeah. And? and oh and yes we speaking <laughs> of life update God, life update to close <laughs> I, yes the lord is so good i did have to get to a place I, i've talked a lot about how kyler helped me trust the lord where i was like god we desire more children and that is a desire of my heart but m- even greater than that desire i trust you like mm. i have more trust for you and that your good. your plans are good and what you have for me is perfect so 
like I, I just had to place that desire at his feet and in doing that I just want to encourage y'all wherever you're at you can do that you can faithfully bring those desires to the Lord that's where he wants them that's the best place for them because it felt like been, a delay for us you know yeah. like we want to grow our family and now that and then Beth even had a we had to wait at least six months before trying again because mm-hmm. high risk and just making sure Beth was healthy and the and all the things so but we in trusting the Lord with that he has grown our family and I'm currently 23 tomorrow Michael Jordan maybe come on tomorrow, yeah. <laughs> uh, pregnant with a healthy baby girl girl ladies pray for me I'm nervous I'm not nervous I'm excited but so, I am a little nervous it just felt we're just so thankful and have more appreciation than we ever would have before so just and she, her her name is Farah Hope Hope that's public. We can share that. It is now. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it will be. I, I, I know we're saying a lot of stories. I want you to say real quick the Fort Lauderdale story because this is just the, how big God is about that word. I don't know if we've yeah. ever told y'all this yet, but okay. Is that okay? Last thing. Yes. This we'll is good for this. woman. We're doing <laughs> our. We're bringing our best for you, ladies. Okay. I love it. It's okay? so good. And I guess just to say, like, you can just trust when how God speaks God something is, in yo. your heart, but. Um, we had had one miscarriage, went on vacation. We were in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. 2020, August 2020. 2020. Um, and I was just asking the Lord, like, okay, God, when are we supposed to try again? What do you have for our family? It was kind of the first time I'd wrestled with, okay, this might be harder than it was with Dax. And I just feel like kind of a word to my spirit, not through my ears, but in my heart, I just felt like I heard the Lord say, I was sitting on our balcony watching the sun come up. Um, she will be born in the darker, colder part of the year, bringing relief to you like sunrise on the beach. And I'm watching the sun wow. come up. And it was such a, like, it almost startled me, like the voice of God. Like, uh, I was like, whoa, okay. And I didn't even think, I wasn't desiring so a girl. Like, crazy. I wasn't. So I just wrote it down. I was like, Lord, I'm just going to test this word. <laughs> like, I'm just going to write this in my journal and test it. And I did not know. But here we are having a little girl almost three years later yeah she's going to be born in february the darker colder yeah. part of the year and the relief that she she's going to bring relief. i've been praying <laughs> i'll get emotional that the sound of her first cry that it would just be a, a sound of redemption to us it's not everybody's it's not okay it's okay but I just, I'm like, man, I did not know then what relief that sound would be. But yeah. after having birthed the baby when there wasn't that sound, mm-hmm. like just knowing and just believing that her life, her name is Farah Hope, and I just believe <clears> that she's going to carry hope, the hope of Jesus. I remember Beth told me that, and so. I was like, what, a girl? And now, and then, then mm-hmm. I don't know how you remember it. The Lord reminded Beth before we even knew it was a girl, and then we found out it was a girl, and Beth read that to me, and I'm like, babe, the specificity, three-part, girl, colder months, bringing relief. I was like, this is incredible. Yeah. Like, only God. Yeah. Only God. Only God. You know, a prophetic oh word. Gosh. This happened to be future. Prophetic words yeah. on the future. Yeah. Scripture says they're just to build us up, to yeah. strengthen yeah. the body of Christ. And I was just like, man, the Lord knew, and which is like kind of trip you out a little bit. The Lord knew and brought us like just a sweet girl. Mm-hmm. So... Wherever you're at. So we're going to have a sunrise nursery, ladies. (laughs) Shout out our theme. You can look at our Pinterest page. I'm just kidding. We don't have one, but. Yeah, she does. I've already seen it. Okay, not like a, we're not like bloggers, you know. Whatever. Thank y'all so much. For real. Thanks for letting us be. I'm going to be the first guy. We're going to be the longest one. Praise God. (laughs) Listen, it's going to spread like wildfire in Latvia. Amen. Shout out for Latvia. Our friends. Share with your friends. Okay, so to close, Nikita, would you pray over Beth and Amir and then oh, just our listeners? Yes, absolutely. Okay. 
Oh, this has been incredible. Lord, first of all, we just honor you. We love you. I just, we thank, we're just thankful for um, Beth and Amir's story. We're thankful for Kyler and um, the incredible fruit from his life. And honestly, just kind of what, not only he's taught Beth and Amir more about you, but then also like it's just been far reaching um, into the body of Christ and beyond. And so it just goes to show your faithfulness and just mm-hmm. a story of how you do indeed work everything out for our good and your glory. So Lord, we pray, pray blessing over Amir and Beth, um, over Dax, over um, baby Farah coming soon. Um, we're just thankful. We're thankful for your faithfulness, Lord. And I pray that all of our listeners, the people who are listening, um, the ladies who are listening, if there are men who are listening, our faithful listener in Latvia, Lord, we're praying <laughs> that like even as the holiday seasons are coming up mm-hmm. and as maybe some people are walking um, in these seasons with pain, um, Lord, that they find you there, that they are aware that you are a God who walks with them in the valley and you will meet them where yes. they are and just um, comfort them and love them. Mm-hmm. Um, we love you, Lord. You are amazing. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for Holy Spirit. Thank you for everything. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right, ladies. Thank you for listening today. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of The Woman Podcast. We hope you have a great Thanksgiving. And we'll be back soon. We'll be back soon. Bye.